0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. We are back uh, after a a week out of town, down in Miami. Saw a lot of awesome people. We're going to chat a little bit about that today. Uh, And uh, we've got our our special guest. uh, He's been on the show, of course, before. Nico's taken a a much-deserved break, but we've got Option to come on and uh, fill us in. What's been going on? Uh, So we'll be chatting about that in a minute. Of course... This is live, anything can happen, so I defer to my friend Bill here. We'll do it live. Okay. we'll, no. we'll do it live,
1: fuck <laughs> it. Do it live, I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And things <laughs> thing sucks.
0: Yeah. If you have not already, like, subscribe, share, all those things, they help a ton, getting this in front of more eyeballs. I am Ben with the BTC Sessions. This is your daily session. Before we bring in Avdi, let's take a look at where we are in the market right now. This is timechaincalendar.com. We're sitting at 26471 cuck per coin a single us dollar will pick you up 3,778 sats uh in terms of fees ooh, little little spike just the last little bit uh on the high end 76 sats per byte uh for next transact or next block uh even if you're willing to wait a bit 45 sats per byte and it's purging the mempool is purging anything below in and around 13 sats per byte so uh act accordingly use rbf and, uh, and, yeah, use lightning, actually. Uh, and 92.3% of all Bitcoin have been mined. That's 19.38 million of them. Uh, shout out to sponsors of the show, hodlhodl.com. If you're stacking sats and you've got some priorities in mind, like peer-to-peer trading, instant self-custody, and no KYC, just head right to hodlhodl.com. Sign up in minutes with nothing more than an email address and start stacking non-KYC sats. When you log in, simple, scroll down, choose your currency, choose your payment method, choose your amount, and start viewing offers right away. They do have a peer-to-peer lending market as well in which nothing is ever rehypothecated. Again, check them out, hodlhodl.com. Link in the show notes. Uh, When you do get your hands on some non-KYC sats, uh, you're going to want to store it in something uh, that is secure and excellent and awesome. I love CoinKite. These guys are kicking ass and taking names. Uh, the cold card Mark IV, uh, tough to beat. It is an absolute beast. Um, they also have tons of other great things. Tap signer, sats card, block clock, open dimes, all kinds of great stuff. And coming soon, near the end of the year, the cold card Q1 looks like a beast. So be sure to check them out. CoinKite.com. You can use code BTC Sessions. 5% off everything in the store. Now, if you're looking to go beyond single SIG and you want to dive and dabble into multi-SIG, I highly recommend you check out Nunchuck and their product known as the Honey Badger program. It is an assisted multi-SIG setup. They will hold one key for you, a just-in-case key, and you hold the rest of your keys. Super simple to, sit up, uh, to set up on your mobile device. So it works with awesome things like the tap sign and the cold card and a ton of other hardware options um and beyond that it's not just a multi-sig an assisted multi-sig it's also built-in inheritance planning so you know that your sats will get to your next of kin without any worry one of my favorite things about the whole thing other than it being so simple is no kyc sets it apart from other options on the market uh you don't have to give up any of your personal info to take part in this uh so check them out i've done a full tutorial and uh, and yeah, nunchuck.io. And finally, shout out to Start9, your sovereign computing solution. They dropped some big news today. Uh, well, I'll be touching on it after Opti gets through his stories of the day. And uh, yeah, if you are unfamiliar, you can basically run your own personal server and uh, run your whole Bitcoin stack. Tons of stuff. Bitcoin Core, Lightning, mempool.space. Join market. Uh, you can also host your own data, passwords, files, photos. You can even host Noster relays and clients, all kinds of great stuff. Uh, and they have a variety of ways to do it from entry level all the way up to pro. If you're looking to uh host your whole life on the thing, head over to start9.com. They will get you set in no time. And lastly, uh, hey, if you need a little bit of help. And the free tutorials online are not quite cutting it. You need some hand holding, Just head to my website, btcsessions.ca. You can book me for private one-on-ones and I can hold your hand through basically anything you need. Uh, and with that, I'm going to stop my rambling. I need to get my buddy in here. Hold on. Ready? There he is. How's it going, man?
1: What's up, Ben? How you doing? What's up, everyone?
0: Glad to be here. I'm excited for this one.
1: You know, I've watched this before, and now I'm on the behind the scenes. It, it looks so much easier when you're on that side of the screen <laughs> than when you see everything happen in the background.
0: dude, it's uh, i'm I'm glad to have you. Uh, i I thought I was gonna be taking a hiatus this week because Nico's uh, getting some much deserved rest because. The man never stops, but, uh, well,
1: well, can we tell the story though, Ben? Uh, he's like, (laughs) we were sitting there, we were hanging out and he's all like, yeah, I think I'm gonna take a break. And you're like, take a break. And then he's like, "Wait, no, actually, Ben, Opti's gonna do it this week." And I look at him I'm like, "Wait, what?" And you're like, "No, dude, like, you really don't have to." And we're like, "No, we do it live. We're gonna do it." So here we are.
0: Yeah, no, here we are, and and we're doing it. I think we're a few tequilas in at that point when when it was discussed. So okay, I played the fifth. I plead you the know, fifth. mistakes may have been made, but here we are, <laughs> and we're ready to go. I'm gonna, I'll redecorate so that we have our nice. uh simply sessions background and uh yeah man i mean we're we're gonna dive in what uh where do you want to focus first do you want me pulling up i a- think
1: uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's just uh, give the context. We're going to I kind of try to do it chronological for you guys since last week, all the stories that have happened. And of course, we're going to start at the conference. So if you pull it up, we will talk about the Bitcoin conference 2023 in Miami, where we were just hanging out this last week. And great to see every single one of you guys. It was a blast. Always love making it down to Miami. Well, really, I, I just love hanging out with my fellow psychopaths out there. It makes me feel like I'm not as crazy as I normally do. Anyways, I think the the underlying theme of this conference, I, I kind of was blindsided a little bit. From what I was hearing, it was going to be a lot more about energy. And then the final conference got laid out and it seemed to be a lot more political than a lot of us probably even realize. But I think... If you're on Twitter, you probably heard a lot of this stuff or, you know, you probably heard all the drama out there. But before we get into all the drama, I think I want to cover what were the big moments of it. And this is something we talk about a lot on Simply Bitcoin probably every single day. And it's the idea of breaking out of our Bitcoin echo chamber. And I think the Bitcoin conference did a great job. They, you know, first and foremost, context, PSA. I am probably the least political person ever. I came to Bitcoin apolitical. That is why I enjoyed Bitcoin in the first place, but do not get it twisted. Bitcoin is highly political because it is apolitical. It takes away the power of the money printer. And if you guys have been watching Ben for more than one episode, then you know what is driving the fiat world that we are living in right now. And it is the money printer. So if you take away that power, what do you think is gonna happen? The people in power are going to fight you so we know that this is the case this is where we're starting from but it is very interesting the themes that we are seeing not only at the bitcoin conference but also coming from independent content creators and it is the idea that wow bitcoin is the political solution or rather it's the solution because it's not political because you take away the power from the po- politicians and this is where we are so I, first and foremost, give the Bitcoin conference and the Bitcoin mag team kudos for breaking out of the Bitcoin echo chamber and bringing in people like RFK Jr., Tulsi Gabbard, uh, Vivek, I, I don't know how to say his last name, forgive me, but the quotes that I think most of you guys heard, or if you are under a rock and you're not on Twitter like all of us other psychopaths, as you can tell, there was a few presidential candidates at The Bitcoin conference and the first one to speak was RFK jr And I just took a couple screenshots from the Bitcoin mag Twitter so that we can kind of get the conversation going I do have one video here for you guys. So you guys can hear in his own words what he's talking about It seems like he's a bitcoiner, which as someone that doesn't trust politicians. It is a brush of fresh air But also I'm not gonna trust someone's words. It's about his actions if there's follow-through I think this may be promising, of course, what do I always say? Uh, Boomers writing down words and expecting us to not run our nodes. Not going to happen. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Here, we got this tweet from Bitcoin Magazine. It goes, Justin, U.S. presidential candidate Robert Kennedy Jr. As president, I will make sure that your right to hold and use Bitcoin is inviolable. You should be able to own your own private keys the same as you own the keys to your car or your own wallet. And he got a standing ovation basically from saying this. Great speech. Highly recommend you guys go watch the whole thing because either he is orange-pilled and – Kudos to you, Ben, because he referenced the Canadian trucker movement, the protests, as one of the reasons that woke him up to Bitcoin. So I think, as someone with his history, he is a Kennedy. He's seen a lot of things that many people would probably think is conspiratorial, uh, and he knows to be facts he kind of has the right pedigree to be like us and be like, yeah, this Bitcoin thing makes sense. The administrative state does have too much power and maybe I want to get some or at least endorse it or my cynical take, shouts out to the Bitcoiner that wrote the speech because he absolutely killed it. (laughs) Anyways, uh, Ben, click that video for the people so that the people that didn't see what he said can get a little glimpse of what he's talking about and
0: where he's coming from. All right, let's take a look.
1: It was crazy. Like I saw it in Chile when I was a kid. Twenty-five hundred percent inflation. When inflation gets to these, you know, runaway, it will give them a bailout, and, and it's going to force the Fed to at least mediate its extravagance. So that's just another kind of one of the many, many reasons that I like Bitcoin, but beside all the freedom issues. Is absolutely critical because it's the currency of peace, it's the currency of, of trust, and it, it's the uh, and it's the currency of freedom. And fiat currency is the opposite. So-
0: Ooh, spicy.
1: He sounds like a Bitcoiner. Uh, Maybe he's saying what we want to hear. But again, I think coming from his pedigree, it seems like he is waking up to the idea that we talk about all the time. Bitcoin is the separation of money and state. He said, you know, Bitcoin is, is the money of peace, the money of freedom. It's the money of trust or rather the lack thereof trusting a small cabal of people to control the money supply. So I think in time, it's going to be very interesting to see where RFK comes from. Um, or whether he, uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, today we we got a clip about Max Kaiser orange-pilling Jimmy Dore, and they were talking about the RFK speech at the Bitcoin conference and how this opened up his eyes to the idea of Bitcoin is liberty. And I think the very interesting aspect of this is if RFK is actually a Bitcoiner and, you know, considering his pedigree and where he comes from, um, it's almost like the Lord of the Rings moment. This is the only thing I can con- connect it to. Is, is he throwing the ring in the fire and realizing by endorsing Bitcoin, he is indirectly or rather very directly uh, engaging in the idea of a smaller state, less administrative state. And so it, it's hard to trust a politician because most politicians are vying for more power. But maybe, you know, coming from being a Kennedy and he is a Dem, let's not forget, I think I've been saying this for a while. To me, it blows my mind that the, the party of the people allegedly does not endorse Bitcoin because we know Bitcoin is the money for the everyday man. It is a money that doesn't steal from you, that isn't uh, coercion, institutionalized coercion that doesn't steal from you so that the, the normal man can get by. So... He's saying a lot of really interesting things. And you know, again, I, I try not to jump into uh too much hero worship because someone said Bitcoin, but man, he is saying all the right things. And furthermore, again, or Ben, do you want to jump in here before I move uh, on to the next to next other presidential candidates on the board?
0: Yeah, I mean, as far as RFK goes, I I again it he hit all the points, which makes me think like. You know, who's your ghostwriter a little bit, but at the same time, he's, you know, like, it's not like he stumbled too much over, over his words or, or like was unclear um, as to his stated intentions. And I mean, it, he pretty much ticked off all the boxes of what Bitcoiners would be concerned about, right, to hold your own keys, Treating it as your own property, the right to transact, run a node to mine, treating energy all the same regardless of what it's being used for. Energy is energy. Um, I mean, he kind of hit on all the hot button issues. So uh, the people that were doing the, the news desk right before Odell was on it. And he's coming down the stairs and he's like, he's like, holy shit, who's this guy's handler? And he looks over at me. He's like, was it you? <laughs> I, I, I am not his handler, but I did appreciate the nod to the Canadian truckers like that. That means a lot. And it's kind of crazy a year later, it like in the midst of, of how insane all of that stuff was um, and, and how scary it was to have been a part of it and then see like a presidential candidate, Using it as a talking point, um, and, and mo- more than one presidential candidate using these things as talking points as to why Bitcoin is important uh, means a ton to me, like it personally. And and you know, whether I trust him or not is besides the point, it's it's he. Even if he doesn't believe what he's saying, he's using it as a selling point for his campaign and other people are going to latch onto that and say, hey, that is important. So at the end of the day, I don't give a shit like it's the message is getting out there and that's important.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's a signal right there, Ben. And I literally just got chills uh, about you talking about the Canadian trucker protest because it's something we talk about a lot in Simply Bitcoin it is breaking the Bitcoin echo chamber. And whether he fully believes it or not, I'm sure that he has a larger reach than any one of us and just the fact that he's endorsing bitcoin or at least talking about bitcoin i think it's going to wake up a lot of people and they're going to at least at the very least give it two more minutes of in- investigation and research and be like home oh, i wonder why you're so interested i thought it was you know internet criminal money and and you know and now it's wait like presidential a uh, kennedys endorsing it i yeah. think that's a a very very big sin and something i also always say um, you know, not saying uh, that RFK is is part of the authoritarians, but I always say the tyranny we are seeing is usually the best marketers of Bitcoin. And right now we're seeing, I think the politicians are doing better jobs than we are. So shouts out to them. But again, something we always say on Simply Bitcoin is that Bitcoin is a bi- bipartisan issue. It's not a left or a right issue. It's a green versus orange issue. And again, the Bitcoin conference, they absolutely killed it. They, they, uh, you know, brought someone, else from the other side and explain the same thing so another justin u.s presidential candidate vivek ramaswamy is now accepting bitcoin lightning payments for campaign donation i don't have a clip of his for you guys but he also was saying seemingly the right stuff and you're you're just like who are the bitcoiners writing this stuff because i think everyone has learned one thing or at least they're starting to learn that bitcoiners are a very huge untapped voting market. And I know one of my friends, Katie, the Russian on Twitter put in today is like, don't these politicians know that Bitcoiners don't vote. (laughs) So (laughs) it's very interesting to see people, uh, for lack of better words, seduce the Bitcoin ecosystem, the Bitcoin industry by giving us at least at the very least some good lip service. And again, another one, uh, Tulsi Gabbard on the Biden administration. Bitcoin is transforming the lives of people around the world, but they don't actually care about people. And I'm sure Nico covered it in the past that the Biden administration is actively fighting against Bitcoin. I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, we even had Ron DeSantis, called that out this morning, or actually rather yesterday about the fact that the Biden administration is actively attacking Bitcoin. And I think it's just part of this this growing trend that Bitcoin will become a hot button topic moving forward in every election from here on out. Will it be 2024? I'm not sure yet, but I know the next election, if people are not pro-Bitcoin, then we know where they are. And as Nika always says, Oh, you're against freedom. (laughs) I don't know if you heard it. If you're against Bitcoin, you're against freedom. And I think it's becoming very clear to everyone paying attention that it's what do we say? It's Bitcoin or slavery. And um, people are going to have to make their choice and their incentives will be exposed. So I think moving forward, it's going to be very
0: interesting to see who's on the side of freedom and who is just LARPing. I I couldn't agree more. Um, and again, it's uh, as as you touched on. There's a lot of people from a lot of different you know from different sides of the aisle that have all kind of latched onto this. DeSantis, uh, you know, obviously Republican. Uh, RFK, Dem. Vivek, I I'm not even familiar with him. I don't know. Me <laughs> neither.
1: I think he's Republican.
0: I th- yeah, and and then Tulsi Gabbard ran as a Democrat in the presidential election, and now has left the Democratic Party because she, you know, no longer aligns with them. And I think she's an independent. But there's there's all kinds of people from from all sides that are recognizing the value, and it kind of points to the fact that Bitcoin is. Is largely apolitical, and it's it's kind of like a mirror. It it shows you your own values, and you find value in it for for what you think is important. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. All right, now moving away from the political sphere and the political
1: theme of the Bitcoin conference, I'm pretty sure everyone heard the Jack mauler's announcement, and I know it's very fashionable right now to give Jack Baller some shit, but. I think it's very interesting when you really break down what happened. So here again, using Bitcoin magazine as a jump off point, uh, it says breaking Bitcoin lightning payments app strike launches in over 60 by countries to more than 3 billion people. And then the cynical Bitcoiners are like, oh, it's just a custodial lightning wallet. But I think the aspect that most people don't, really realize is what Adele said right here. And he goes, I know it's in fashion to shit on Mahler's recently, but do not think people are properly appreciating the fact that strike launch in India last week. And here you can see where do 8 billion people leave live the biggest box is India. So what do we always say It is the most important thing that people need to be doing is getting Bitcoin into hands of people. Yes, I know we want to instill the best Bitcoin practices, which is, of course, non-c- non-custodial, non running your own node, taking your keys into private custody, you know, a seed phrase that you own that no one knows. But I think there is steps to this, and it is a slow movement. And I think a lot of us bitcoiners really get caught up in it. I know we have the meme like high uh, low time preference we like to be low time friends and actually Ben we had this conversation when we were at the beach you're like I think a lot of us Bitcoiners need to really slow down and view how long this journey is going to be. And it takes steps. Not everyone is going to go from zero to 100 and be all in on Bitcoin, you know, full self-custody. I think there's steps where people realize the system is fragile and then they move towards what they think is the safe haven assets. At first, it's probably the paper currencies and then it's the dollar and then it's probably gold or stocks and then they figure out crypto. And so they probably get lost in shitcoin Mm -hmm. and then eventually they will lead to Bitcoin and all roads lead to Bitcoin. So I think the maulers announcement is very important because I think that the most important thing we are doing here is just trying to get people to hold Bitcoin. And the more people that hold Bitcoin, the easier this will be. As Corey wrote for for, uh, swan.com, this is the race to avoid the war. Getting people to hold Bitcoin, taking it into a wallet. Yes, it's custodial. We know. But there is baby steps to this, and eventually everyone will learn what what it means to be a, a a Bitcoiner. And again, there's a lot of other stuff going on, but Ben, if you want to jump in because I think all every all anyone heard, oh wait, we got the Indo governor as well.'ll we'll, we'll touch on that one.
0: I, I think, yeah, you're you're right. Like we need to remember how the average person, myself included and many others, their first interaction with Bitcoin. It was probably on some sort of a centralized exchange. Um, you know, depending how early you got here, some people may have been, you know, that th- there was an early period where that wasn't even a thing where you couldn't even get on an exchange. But then those exchanges made it accessible to a lot of people. To Oh, I, I can just get on there. And then you start to learn that, oh, now I get it. It's, it's important to hold my own keys. And people learn that either from, uh, you know, taking an interest and listening to shows like this, and 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 actually educating themselves, or by getting burned. But it has to come some way, and people default to fiat land. You know, they default to what they've always known, which is I, I get my money and I keep it in a bank, and and so it's it's no wonder that that's the default, uh, you know, the default behavior that we're seeing. And, and it'll take time. And when when you go at somebody and and if your goal is to get them to a point of a self-sovereign Bitcoiner, the first step should not be, all right, you got to run a node and you got to self-custody and you got to learn how to use like a cold card and you got to go and you, here's multi-sig and also you got to set up a lightning node and set up channels. They're going to do a 180 and walk out the fucking door. So What is your end goal? Do you want somebody to be a self-sovereign Bitcoiner? Great. Set them on their first step and then say, after this, come to me and we'll do your next step. Don't throw everything at them right away because that's the quickest way to get them to piss off and never look again.
1: 100 percent it's it's trying to minimize the frictions here because it is a whole new language and people are learning anyways the next story that was probably the biggest news coming out of the conference is the indonesian governor ridwan kamil says he wants to bring more bitcoin mining into the country keyword more bitcoin mining into the country bitcoin mining is helping to create an affordable price of energy so we got uh you know Presidential candidates from both sides of the aisle talking about Bitcoin. We got now the possibility of 3.8 billion people and hopefully the whole planet, 8 billion people getting on the Bitcoin standard using Lightning. We got what potentially could be the next nation state to fully adopt Bitcoin but all anyone was ever talking about was all the ordinals fun and the wizards. And that was the big news of, of all of Twitter. And uh, I do have this clip from sessions, which we thought was hilarious and someone tried to dunk on him. So I know we're running a little long on this first segment, but if you want to play this for your audience, I did cue this up for you. Let's uh, let's play this. Cause then we can just have you jump in a little more and we'll move on to the next yeah. segment.
0: Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll add the pretext that uh, this was posted by this person as a burn and I'll let you guys watch it and decide if it was a burn or, or if I fucking nailed it. See 20 stuff is, is stupid. Um, I think it will go away. Uh, I want to give a shout out to a buddy of mine Madex. He's an artist, a, a physical artist. And he made a really beautiful metaphor, uh, when I was smoking a cigar with him in a hot tub. And, uh, he said, you know, it kind of reminds me of going to burning man. They build these huge structures and, And within arm's reach, everybody can scrawl all kinds of shit all over the wall and graffiti it up. And it's ugly and it's hideous. But at a certain point, nobody can reach any higher. And you see the beautiful structure for what it is. And it's also the same with the Pyramids of Giza. You know, people will scrawl shit if they can get close enough down to the bottom. But the further you look up, uh, the more pristine it is. And I think that's going to be how Bitcoin is. Right now fees are low enough people can do a ton of dumb shit you're gonna see dick butt on the blockchain but eventually bitcoin will continue to proliferate it will get expensive and somebody will think once or twice before they put a dick butt on the blockchain for a massive amount of sats absolutely I, nailed it i mean yeah like did, uh, I, somebody somebody the guy who put it up uh again was trying to dunk on me so I just replied uh I replied that dick butts on the on the blockchain expensive dick butts on the blockchain are a life choice so you know yeah it, it's it.
1: hilarious he's like incredible and you're like what? I stand by this 100%. Like, yeah. what's going on here? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's what everyone heard. Everyone heard of the Wizards and the Ordinals, but I think people were missing, you know, the forest for the trees. Anyways, let's get into this next story because I think this one might be the most interesting aspect of the stories this week. Yes, the Ledger debacle that we've seen. Uh, I thought it was second, but it's third apparently is probably the ones that most people are uh, feeling and concerned about, but We saw... That this last week uh, Hong Kong Well rather June 1st Hong Kong will let Retail investors trade It says crypto But it's Bitcoin And shit coins We all know In new rules Retail investors can trade Larger tokens and regime From June 1st Cities push for a crypto hub contrasts with Asian Clampdowns But I really like uh, The no BS Takes over here So I'm going to read it From no BS But they are Taking the Bloomberg article As source So Hong Kong Is coming full circle And is used to be A digital asset hub In the industry's earlier years before taking a more skeptical stance. China's ban on crypto in 2021 doled the city's allure as a conduit for mainland cash. And Hong Kong Securities and Futures Commission said retail investors can trade Bitcoin and other crypto assets under its new rulebook, stepping up a drive to develop a digital asset hub. The agency struck with a plan to let individual investors buy and sell bigger tokens like Bitcoin and Ether or the biggest shitcoin in the world. What's the safety in the mother asshole that all shitcoins come from? Starting June 1st, when a new licensing review Regime for virtual asset platforms begin. The framework seeks to woo crypto firms while safeguarding investors and is part of Hong Kong's effort to restore its status as a cutting-edge financial center. The SFC said in its conclusion that lightly licensed platforms should comply with a range of robust investor protection measures covering onboarding governance, disclosure, and token due diligence and admission before providing trading services to retail investors. This is probably the line that might be the most interesting. According to the new regulatory regime from June 1st, unlicensed exchanges, including overseas platforms, actively marketing to Hong Kong investors will be breaking the law. So I don't need to go down the the full... China banned Bitcoin saga, but if you are not aware, China has tried to ban Bitcoin, I don't know, 500 plus times at this point. Now it's probably like 12 or something. I I forget what the actual number is. But I think the most interesting aspect of this is when you understand uh, the China rules or the heuristic of two, two countries, one rule book. And so if Hong Kong is trying to angle themselves to be the new crypto hub and there is a tacit uh allowance from the Chinese government for Hong Kong to do this. What exactly is China's official stance here? It seems like they are talking out of both sides of the mouth they They're trying to have their cake and eat it too, and we all know what happened when they tried to ban Bitcoin. but what do we always say? You can ban you can try to ban Bitcoin, but you can really only ban yourself from Bitcoin. And again, connecting this with the Biden administration, remember just recently, they basically endorsed China's ban of Bitcoin as a reason for them to tax Bitcoin miners. It's just it's such a big shit show going on. But hey, China's bent the knee. We say it all the time. Bitcoin's incentives are pure. And whether mainland China or Hong Kong embraces Bitcoin, it's only a matter of time until we get the official embrace of Bitcoin. But. We did have this news from Bitcoin Magazine. Apparently, China's Central Television Network broadcasted this news that Hong Kong is allowing retail investors to buy Bitcoin. So China is quietly allowing it again. And the interesting part here is what CZ said. And CZ, if we get to it, I might be going. I might not make it today. Uh, Mm -hmm. CZ will have some heat on today's show. So you know, I'm not I'm not endorsing CZ. But this is a very interesting comment. And he goes, CCTV, China Central Television, just broadcasted crypto. It's a big deal. The Chinese-speaking communities are buzzing. Historically, coverages like these led to bull runs. Not saying past predicts the future and not financial advice. So to all you guys out there bottom is confirmed. No, I don't know. We we don't know. We don't speculate on the price, but I think it's very interesting to hear that from someone that is from uh, you know, China himself and and has a, you know, a very a very intimate understanding of what the Bitcoin and shitcoin markets are doing. So, I think we are getting set up for a spectacular bull run.
0: Yeah, man. I I feel like um it's again, it's interesting because you're getting like a mix of it's so disjointed, all of this regulation, right? Like, even in within the US from state to state, you're getting states that are like, we're, you know, no more mining, and then other states that are passing, like, you know, right to own right to mine, right to run a node laws into place preemptively. uh, So that, you know, a a federal crackdown, um, wouldn't, you know, or, or more or less, would not uh, be as effective, and, and you're seeing it from country to country too. Again, like you, you see the Biden administration, and they're poising themselves to be like the you know the four horsemen of the po- the apocalypse for everything quote unquote crypto, including and they they are taking a look at at Bitcoin. Like they're, they're, there is a focus there, and then you see other countries that th- this is unique in that again Hong Kong and China being uh previously very hostile starting to to slightly change their tune um i think yeah it, it could contribute to uh you know some ripping prices like in a, in a couple of years um it also likely will contribute to like i know we're all tired of it but a, a whole other shit coin circus that is yet to be seen we're not out of the woods yet everybody's got to touch the stove how many, you know, there's, we've got millions of people that own Bitcoin. We have billions of people that have yet to dabble in anything. All of those people have to touch the stove. So that's coming too. So I don't know, bite your lip, let them learn their lesson, you know, provide guidance when you can, but it's, it's going to happen and we're just going to have to sit through it. Uh, to quote Matthew McConaughey in True Detective, time is a flat circle <laughs> <laughs> I just I just seen uh, the first season
1: of True Detective very good now I get so the good. reference but uh, yeah it's very interesting I think I don't think we're done with shit coins but I think to our credit, There is a whole new level of Bitcoin only signal out there, and I've seen a lot of people bypass the shit coinery because of how good the Bitcoin content is nowadays. And I got in 2017 and I had to go through all the headaches to get here, but hopefully we can save some people. Okay, Uh, let's get into the ledger news. And Ben, let's try to remember we did get a good comment in the chat over here. Uh, I will pull it up, hopefully. Yeah, I have it here. So let me get into this and then uh, we'll give some some good advice for the people out there. So we covered this last week. This was last week's news, but there has been a continuation of the saga. So here we're on Cointelegraph and it goes, crypto community reacts to Ledger wallet secret recovery phrase service. Many members of the crypto community believe Ledger's latest seed phrase recovery feature is a bad idea. So Ledger rolled out this feature, Ledger Recover, aiming to offer a safeguard in case users misplace their seed phrase. And just to recap exactly what happened, Ledger Recover is a subscription service that allows users to to utilize an additional layer of protection for the private keys this service employs a technique where the user seed phrase is divided into three encrypted fragments each sent to a different external entities yes you heard that correctly you are paying money to split your seed and then it's given to three companies to protect you this is for your protection anyways once these fragment fragments are combined and decrypted they can be used to reconstruct the original seed phrase uh the wallet provider share the ledger recover is an optional subscription for users You don't have to use it and can continue managing your recovery phrase yourself, but that's why you bought a ledger Nevertheless the concept has enraged many in the Bitcoin and shitcoin community and then you go here. This is a uh, Mudit Gupta and he goes the problem here is that the encrypted key parts are sent to three corporations and they can reconstruct your keys well doubling down on this idea this week, we saw that the CEO of Ledger ended up on Peter McCormick's podcast, and I don't know whether he knew what he was saying or whether he got caught up in his own head or But he basically said the quiet part out loud that all the Bitcoiners were wondering. And let's just get into the story. Ledger CEO says sharded wallet keys could be shared if subpoenaed. The private seed phrases of Ledger users could be shared with governments if their custodians were ordered to do so. But this is not a real concern, according to CEO Paul Guthier. The CEO of Ledger confirmed that the private seed phrases of users who opt into Ledger's controversial new recover upgrade could, in theory, be handed over to governments if they were to be subpoenaed. Speaking on Peter McCormick's What Bitcoin Did podcast, Guthier admitted that while the new recover update could technically see user seed phrases provided to government entities, it would only be reserved for serious acts, such as crimes involving drugs and terrorism. It's not true that the average person gets suspended subpoenaed every day and then McCormick pushed back on the claims pointing to when Coinbase was subpoenaed by the US IRS in 2018 and was forced to hand over the personal information of 13,000 users the CEO of Ledger refuted this example as an inaccurate comparison unlike Coinbase Ledger is not a banking institution and is not subject to the same legal constraints as the crypto exchange he said anyways tldr from everyone on twitter the idea is ledger ledger is closed source it's a black box. No one knows what's going on in Ledger. We're, you have to trust him, even though what's the motto for a hardware wallet? Don't trust, verify. Uh, he's basically saying, yeah, bro, uh, <laughs> your seed phrase might get, uh, you know, the government might know your seed phrase, but we don't have any access to this. Well, it's very interesting. Uh, which one is it? Because if they can get access to it through this new uh, subscription model, why would anyone opt into this and why, why is this even a feature? Like I understand that maybe we do need to work on self custody because it is a scary concept, but I think it's easy. Maybe I'm so far down the rabbit hole that self custody is second nature to me. And I I don't think this is the way, uh, we've talked about this. I'm pretty sure we talked about this over the weekend. It's like, uh, Shamir's secret shards or multi-sig, like why, why, all they need is two of those corporations to collude against you, and then they have access to your Bitcoin, let alone there might be a backdoor in this closed-source wallet, hence why most Bitcoiners endorse open-source wallets. Of course, open-source isn't a panacea, but it's usually better to know what is going on in your wallets. Anyways, fast-forwarding a little bit, we had another saga to, the, to, to this Ledger debacle, this Ledger PR debacle. Well, the following day after that, interview got released on what bitcoin did ledger paused the launch of recover services accelerating their open source roadmap so we have decided to accelerate our open sourcing roadmap to bring more verifiability to everything we do so obviously they misread their market and now they are open sourcing ledger as much as possible though there is a caveat here somewhere i I'm realizing I'm running out of time for all you guys, but there's a caveat here saying that the secure element or some aspects of their wallet, they will never be able to open source legally. So it's very interesting just to see kind of where they're coming from. Are they fully open sourcing this or is this kind of just some open source lip service? Obviously they misjudge their Bitcoin audience. They misjudge the people that are holding their hardwares. And I forget who said it, But someone on Twitter said it best. I think the reason they went with the Shamir secret shard is because you cannot do multi-sig with their shit coins. So they tried to... Offer a feature that was shitcoin friendly it ended up backfiring they tried to do some PR spin for it and now they're open sourcing their wallet So I don't know we'll see where this saga ends, but obviously, you know on, on simply Bitcoin We have Jade as a sponsor the industry standard is probably cold card, so someone asks what are the wallets you guys would recommend there're those two and then i think everyone's favorite unsung hero the seed signer but anyways ben a question for you that i saw up here uh this is diesel sc sc and he goes i'm using ledger right now what should i switch to cold card if i do that what software should i use with it as a portfolio overview
0: awesome okay this, this is a good question so I actually, um, I made a video just recently. I'm, I'll am i just pull up the, the screen so you can see. Um, but I made a video on how to actually switch hardware wallets. And so I kinda, it's, it's kind of a multi-part thing because I don't explain like, here's the other wallet. Cause you might choose totally different wallets than what I recommend. But I basically go through the steps of like, okay you got a ledger on Ledger Live. What's the first thing you can do? I mean, the first thing you can do is you cannot use Ledger Live, right? Because that is their own, that's the that's their own proprietary software. And you kind of have to use it to set it up and to update, but you can step outside of Ledger Live. And I love Sparrow Wallet. It can be a little intimidating at first, but the basics are there. You can get through it with the basics, which I explained this in this video, and then you can start learning and start asking questions. Oh, what's this thing I see on the screen? What's this thing? Um, now, I, you know, I love my cold card. I love that. Um, I mentioned it in this video. Yeah, I'm sponsored by CoinKite. The reason I'm sponsored by CoinKite is because I pursued them because I used so much of their shit that I was like, this would be a great sponsor for the show because I love them. And, you know, the rest is history. So they're a sponsor by choice because I reached out to them instead of the inverse. Um, so I love cold card. Uh, you know I, I think it can be used simply and like just plug it in and, and use it that way and then you can level up and use the more advanced features later so you know my choice would be sparrow wallet with uh cold card that's kind of my go-to and you can actually import your ledger into sparrow wallet and send from one to the other um you don't have to do it that way you can just send from ledger live to to cold card on sparrow but if you want to get away from that, you can. You don't even have to fully ditch Ledger Live. You can just start playing with your Ledger in Sparrow side by side and learning about it. And then if, if you freak out too much, you're like, oh, that's too complicated. You just go back to Ledger Live. So, um, yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I see in the in the comments here, you know, they've, they've delayed everything. So it's, you know, they still have time. They're still safe. Again, the, the big realization on behalf of a lot of people is, when it's not open source, you don't know what your wallet is even doing. It's it's I pulled it up earlier, but it's basically trust me, bro, and and that's not the quality you want out of out of hardware. I will say this whole debacle. It's good for Bitcoin and it's good for Bitcoiners because what's the result? People realizing what closed source actually means. Like you don't know if they already pushed this update and it's just doing it in the background, and then you just opt into it with some sweet KYC. Um, but nonetheless you know, people are realizing what cold, uh, closed source is they're, they're now looking at what open source options there are. Um, and in the end ledger is like, Oh shit, we need to save some face. Maybe we open source more of what we're doing. That's a positive too. So like, uh, you know, people can vote with their feet and vote with their sats and the whole ecosystem is better for it. So yeah, I mean, if you're super worried, but you don't have the funds to get a new hardware wallet right away, you're probably okay. I'd say probably, you know, start using Sparrow Wallet with your ledger and, and that'll give you a whole new perspective and it'll um, uh, up your learning curve. And then when you're ready, you know, look at something else, start learning on a cold card or a jade or whatever it may be, start experimenting with it and trying it out. You know, it's, it's never too late to level up. So I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's something I always tell people, and everyone's recommending Sparrow. I absolutely love Sparrow as well. I think it's mm-hmm. one of the best uh, best wallets out there, or I guess it's an organized desktop organizer. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, someone is asking about other wallets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Again, there is a lot of good stuff out there, and it's something I tell people all the time. Look, there's options at every price point. And it just depends on where you are and how much you're actually storing, and that's probably how much uh, effort and money you should put into securing your wealth. Remember, this is self-sovereignty tech, so you have to make the trade-offs for yourself. Maybe you know, maybe you just got a few sets and you're cool with the phone wallet or whatever. But like. Yeah. Treat it like it's a lot more – like the value is a lot more than it is today because we all know numbers going up forever. Okay, as I said earlier, uh, I didn't want to endorse CZ too much on the show because he's been in a lot of hot water And I've said it in the past. It's very interesting that CZ had such an intimate understanding of the FTX debacle. I wonder why. uh, Not speculating too much. But anyways, we got this article from Reuters this week. And I know, I know, I know, I know. Reuters most likely cannot be trusted. They are a corporate press organization. And on the one hand, this really does feel like a hit piece. But on the other, where there's smoke... There's probably fire, and I'm not just using Reuters for this. I also have the shitcoin slayer himself, Corey Clipson, Swan, Swan CEO with some receipts of his own. But anyways, let's get into this article right quick. Crypto giant Binance commingled customers' funds and company revenue, former insiders say. Of course, the former insiders part is the like hit piece part of this because it's like, trust me bro we have sources anyways there is some uh, refutation coming from the Binance team but we'll cover this a little bit so world's largest cryptocurrency exchange Binance commingled customers funds with company revenue in 2020 and 21 in breach of US financial rules that require customers money to be kept separate three sources familiar with the matter told Reuters one of the sources a person with direct knowledge of Binance's group finances said the sums ran into billions of dollars and commingling happened almost daily in a accounts the exchange held at U.S. lender Silvergate Bank. Remember, Silvergate blew up. Anyways, Reuters couldn't independently verify the figures or the frequency, but the news agencies reviewed a bank record showing that on February 10th, 2021, Binance makes $20 million from a corporate account with $15 million from an account that received customer money. The money flows at Binance described by Reuters indicate a lack of internal controls to ensure customer funds were clearly identifiable and segregated from company revenues, three former U.S. regulators said. They said the commingling of these funds put client assets at risk by a obscuring their whereabouts. Binance customers shouldn't, quote, need a forensic account to find where their money is, said John Reed Sark, a former chief of the Securities and Exchange Commission Office of Internet Enforcement. Reuters found no evidence that Binance... Clients' monies were lost or taken. The SEC this year launched a crackdown on a string of crypto firms but has not targeted Binance with any direct enforcement action. Binance allowed U.S. customers to trade on its platform from 2019 to this year despite publicly claiming to restrict access to Americans. The U.S. Commodities Futures Trading Commission alleged in a complaint against the exchange in March, Binance responded in a blog that it said it blocks U.S. users. And then in a statement to Reuters, Binance denied mixing customers deposits and company funds. These accounts were not used to accept users deposits. They were used to facilitate users purchases of crypto, said spokesperson Brad Jaffe. There was no commingling at the time because there are 100% corporate funds. When users sent money to the account, he said they were not depositing funds but buying the exchange's bespoke dollar link crypto token BUSD. This process was exactly the same thing as buying a product from Amazon. Jaffe said the former U S regulators told Reuters that Binance explanation was undermined by the exchange's own previous representation to customers that the transfers were deposits from late 2020 and throughout 2021 Binance websites told customers their dollar transfers were deposits that would be credited to their trading accounts in the form of BUSD customers were told they could withdraw their deposits as dollars. These representations created the expectation that clients funds would be safeguarded in the same way as traditional cash, deposits. Anyways, these representations have to be crystal clear at all times. Reuters asked Binance if it ever told users that it considered the dollar's deposits as constituting purchases. Binance did not provide any evidence of this and said the term deposit is a communication term. It is not an indication of the technical treatment of the funds. The commingling of customer and corporate funds can be a precursor to heavy losses for clients and financial firms. Remember, they use Silvergate. Anyways, this goes into the Silvergate and how they had a lot of their funds on Silvergate. So, again, this is a bit of a hit piece. I I will agree with this. But, again, where there's smoke, there is fire. And I think that it is pretty pretty safe to say that uh, Binance is most likely running on some level, a form of fractional reserve banking. <laughs> and um, just the the FYI is take your Bitcoin. If you have money on on Binance, take it into self-custody. This is the whole point of, of Bitcoin. It is calling the bluff on all the banks and all the exchanges. Anyways, pulling it back a little bit. We got the shitcoin slayer Corey Clipston, and he goes, "Told you so." Binance had secret access to a bank account belonging to its purportedly independent U.S. partner and transferred large sums of money from the account to a trading firm managed by Binance CEO Changpeng Zhao. And this is part of the CFTC um, investigation that happened last month, or actually, this one's February. Again, this next one, as we said for years, scam Peng Zhao trades against his own customers. So, this is Corey basically not only. Destroying him in the fact that they commingled their funds, but also that they are trading against their customers So wouldn't be trusting Binance Also, we got a dot ETH that also is going in on the CFTC stuff saying that it's a fatal blow to Binance And this one's probably the most interesting one considering that they're saying they don't trade and I think this is just part of the idea of uh, Just trust me, bro and people talking out of both sides of their mouth. Anyway, this is Patrick Hillman. He is uh, Chief chief Communications Officer at Binance, and he goes, Unlike other exchanges, Binance does not, nor ever has, hunted user stops or liquidation prices. Any trades made are primarily algorithmic for market stability purposes or to reduce slippage. User protection has always and still remains our top priority, and we will never aggressively trade against users to their de- detriment. Huge difference between true market makers and Alameda Research. And of course, Corey, totally not subjective and we totally trust you. We will never aggressively trade against users. Well, how's this uh, nice chart here that we have from Corey? And he says, I talk a lot about wash trading on Binance. Here's a great visual to help you see what their market makers do to fake demand for worthless tokens. The reason we could see it on the chart is because Binance halted trading on FTX, but left their own market making bots running. So uh, It seems like Corey again, the Shitcoin Slayer, has caught them in a lie against trading against their customers. So, are we going to just trust them that they didn't commingle the funds? I wouldn't. Obviously, I'm a Bitcoiner. I take all my Bitcoin into self custody. I don't even use Binance anymore. I, I've I've washed away the sins of my Shitcoinery days, and I ended my account there. But I think as i said in the beginning even though it is reuters and they're probably after the bitcoin crypto space because let's let's face it they're the corporate press and i'm sure someone from high above is telling them that they need to attack the space and obviously if binance blew up like ftx it would not be good for any of us shitcoiners make us all look bad so are you going to trust them again i wouldn't i wouldn't be the guy trusting this again there's some more uh, just just receipts about CZ admitting that his shareholders are market making uh there's a whole whole nother hit piece about this de- de- devouring the receipts but I think the best one of course I put some memes here because I like to meme this is Magoo breaking surprise binance is insolvent uh this is the one that I think is the most interesting quote throughout this whole thing again this is Corey Clipston quoting CZ and he goes in this industry everything is very transparent now remember what the Reuters article said said that finance customers should not need a forensics case to understand where their money was. Well, what is it, CZ? Is everything transparent or is there a little bit of mudding of the water? And if you want to go back, our boy Rustin did a good video on this one over on Simply Bitcoin, uh, relaying the receipts of the past. But I think this saga is something we will see play out again, guys. I know it is Reuters. I know the corporate press is after us, you know, choke point 2.0. And I played a video of Jack Mahler's at the Bitcoin conference last week um, during our show on Monday. And he said something very interesting. Bitcoin only companies are not facing the same type of backlash because they are not trading unregistered securities. So if they are getting this type of backlash, I think we can just lay on the heuristic Where there's smoke, there is fire. Just don't trust Binance, guys. Get on a Bitcoin-only exchange and take your Bitcoin into self-custody. You do not want to get caught up in another FTX debacle. Because like I said in the beginning, it's very interesting how intimate a relationship CZ had with the FTX debacle. (laughs) It's almost like he might know how things work. Anyways, I know I'm speculating. I know I'm getting a little bit conspiratorial here. But what's your thoughts on this one, Ben?
0: Dude, I mean, we, we see it time and time again. There's, there's always the warnings early on. There's always the Bitcoiners sounding the alarms. Don't trust these guys. I mean, CZ has been really shitty about, about throwing shade at the idea of self-custody, which again is another huge red flag. Obviously, he's directly incentivized to discourage self-custody. He wants people to leave their funds on his exchange. Um, he wants people to trade around. He wants them to see the scrolling marquees. Buy this, it's up. Buy the sell this, it's down. Like he wants all of that stuff happening. He's not going to recommend that you do the best practices because best practices for you are not best practices for him because he then can't siphon money away from you and you know potentially rug you later. Um, so it, you know it's just inserts random founder of an exchange anywhere and the same lessons apply do not trust verify not your keys not your coins learn self custody get it out start taking responsibility for yourself responsibility is the name of the game in bitcoin that's the whole reason this is here um when you give up responsibility you give up so much more you give we gave it up in the form of f- fiat currency you know people gave up their gold and they got these pieces of paper and surprise surprise the gold was rugged. Um, and, and so you're going to see the same kind of shit at exchanges. Uh, it's just because the space is purely digital, it can happen so much quicker. And that rug can come out of nowhere. You have nowhere to go. You have nobody to help you. It is gone. So, you know, get, get your shit off exchanges. Don't listen to CZ when he tells you that, uh, everything is above board. There's no reason to trust and you and you don't have to, that's, that's the point of Bitcoin. So hold your keys
1: 100 i think the the theme of this show this week's show is just a giant trust me bro and every angle of how you should not trust me bro anyways uh ben i do see that we are pushing the hour mark so i did have one more story in here just in case i didn't go long but i had a special request to ask you and i told you in the beginning i am going to troll you out a little bit for the lulls because you know i like to make things as entertaining as as possible but the breaking news here easy session (laughs) you're about to launch a new Kama sutra video series to finally get bitcoiners girlfriends bitcoin bugle on the case
0: dude this is this is this is journalism at its finest i've got to say it's i mean it's been a long time coming i put a lot of thought into the course um go check out the quote tweets uh because i put a gem in there if if you can uh uh, there we go. I want viewers to be able to read my lovely wife's toe tattoo while her leg is in full inverted scorpion and my lingam is testing her yoni throughout the Mithua whatever that is. Anyways, <laughs> whoever wrote this uh i am sure had to come up uh had to do some research in kama sutra to, to find those terms uh but you know excellent excellent reporting bitcoin
1: bugle on the case i don't even know how they get this leaked information but they are absolutely ahead of the curve anyways ben I know we're around the time. It's an hour show. I had a blast. I know someone in the chat said, wow, Opti sounds like Nico. He just talks a lot faster. I get excited. I get really excited and it just comes out. I will try to slow down. <laughs> Appreciate you guys.
0: Dude, I, I love you. Thanks Thanks for coming on, buddy. And uh, and we'll be seeing you next. Uh, we'll, we'll see you soon, I'm sure. Nico will be back next week. And uh, maybe we got to get you on another Why Are We Bullish soon. Absolutely. Love it. Would love to do that. Awesome. All right, dude. Have a good week. All right, everybody. A couple of quick things before we finish off here. I just want to uh, give a quick share of uh, of of a few things that I thought were kind of interesting. Just a couple of techie things. Uh, Fediment, uh, Fetty. Uh the alpha is here, so you can uh do it. Uh you can download the app and test it out. It's all uh imaginary funds right now. So you can uh if you want to play around and see what uh Fetty has to offer. I've already uh dove into it and played around a little bit, but uh yeah, I'm excited to learn more. Um, yeah, check it out if you're curious about Fedament. Uh again, shout out to Corey. I saw this earlier. Uh looks like Swan. Lightning withdrawals are in alpha. Uh, So that's awesome. I love so as as shitty as the ordinals thing is, uh, the fee pressure has put everybody's feet to the fire and everybody's working hard on getting lightning solutions and the lightning uh, solutions, the wallets themselves are improving as well. So uh, be sure to check that out. I'm stoked that uh, Swan is jumping on this. So good for them. And you've already got it here in Canada with Bull Bitcoin. Um, Start nine. Uh, They had a huge announcement, a whole bunch of new stuff rolling out. Start OS version uh, 0.3.4.2, Server Lite, and a whole bunch uh, with the new Server 1. So basically, uh, with the new update, you can now basically install your your interface as an app on your phone uh, just through the settings there. Also, uh, they just announced the Server Lite. So this is a RASPi, but it is entirely based on the sd card instead of having an external uh you know ssd plugged in which deals with a lot of the power issues and solves a ton of stuff and makes it a lot more resilient and you basically run a pruned node on it and you can run your uh your lnd on um, what am i saying uh, uh with neutrino so you don't need like a full node behind it lots of cool stuff and the price point is very low so like 199 for to, to run yourself a node and that's I mean, that's that's pretty convenient. That's that's not bad. Um, they also have a special crypto cloaks version of it uh, with a 3D printed case, which looks badass. Uh, and then the server one. This is pretty awesome. So this like takes the place of what came before it with Uh This is... Uh, they basically say it blows Raspberry Pi out of the water. It has a, an 11th gen Intel processor, 16 gigabytes of RAM uh, and an SSD up to four terabytes. Uh, it costs the same as the old Pi based server one. And it starts at $499. That's I mean, that's pretty great. So good for them. And then furthermore, they reduced uh, the price of the server one, uh, which is like this is like a full end, high end computer. It's now $1,500. Uh, so yeah, again, unmatched privacy, security guarantees, software stack is open all the way down to the firmware, including the neutralization of Intel's management engine. And you can check that all out. It's over on their store that they link below, but, uh, go follow start nine labs. Uh, yeah. At start nine labs on Twitter. And you can see their, the thing there. And then they lay it all out against server pro server, pure, Server one, so they've got a ton of different versions of the product based on the specs that you want. And uh, yeah, I I love what they're doing. Also shout out to Kali, or not Kali, but um, uh, Nutstash Wallet. Kali is is helping with the implementation of Cashew, which is a Lightning-based Xiaomi and eCash. I did a full tutorial on this. You can check it out, but new version just came out. Uh, If you haven't played, play. It's cool, it's fun, Uh, awesome privacy. Uh, also shout out bolts. They just added support for lightning to liquid swaps. I did a, uh, I did a little thread on how I think that liquid may become like an interim stacking solution. When, when fees get really high, you stack up, you know, you get to your like light, lightning wallet when you're withdrawing, perhaps swap into liquid because you can actually hold it on a hardware wallet instead of be forced into a hot wallet with lightning. And then when you build up your stack, swap liquid to on-chain and into your hardware. So yeah, anyways, they just uh, offered a simple swapping mechanism there. Uh, and then, of course, we mentioned it earlier in the show. Uh, I did a video on switching hardware wallets, obviously, because of the Ledger debacle. But like any time down the road, if you're like, hey, I, you know, the wallet I'm using did something shitty. I'd like to try something new. There you go. This is how you do it. And uh, I got to say, I put this up yesterday and there's like 6,000 people that have watched it so far. So apparently a lot of people looking to switch hardware. Uh, So anyways, this will walk you through. And it also includes links to how to set up cold card and everything if that's what you're looking to do. Uh, And then finally, tomorrow, uh, we've got uh, new Why Are We Bullish. We've got Mary uh in suin we've got uh one of the guys from the tuttle twins which recently did an animated bitcoin episode it was badass if you haven't checked it out do and then we've got Robbie p and he is he's he's an australian and he's like a grunge rapper and i've got to say his shit is fire he just did uh, a song I, i found it. i think it's called the most toxic maxi ever and it's and it's Pretty damn good, I've got to say. Anyways, stoked to have him on. Um, It should be a good time. Uh, It's going to be a blast. So tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time. That's it. So uh, we'll log off here. Guys, if you like this, like, subscribe, share. All that helps a ton. Hit up the previously mentioned sponsors down below. You can hit up my website as well, btcsessions.ca, to book your private sessions. And if you really liked what you saw, you can scroll down a little bit. There is a lightning QR code that you can scan uh, to drop some Sats, or if you click it, it'll take you right to my Geyser Fund page, which is the exact same thing. You can also send Sats there, and uh, and yeah, help fund the show. And with that, I am out. Have yourselves a wonderful day or evening. I'll see you guys next time for your daily session. the Bitcoin.